Aw, snap. We have a sponsor. I want to be clear. This is a cool sponsor, and you should, you really should just go check them out. Like, legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> the fuck was that? Man, I went to un- fucked up. I went to unmute. It's the button below it. <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, we got fucking George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars for Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? all right well hello it is great to be back with you all here on the mixtape i'm jason emmett i'm casey masterpiece and i'm twisted kid matt uh so like by far and i know we uh missed a week there's really good reason for that <laughs> and i apologize everybody yeah. but it's been a weird couple of weeks everybody's okay now but we did have uh some stuff on my end with my dad but everything's okay right now uh we were actually a couple of us were on vacation we were going to do an episode with my dad actually it would have been fun and we are still going to do that it's yep. a whole thing kevin got to experience yeah, he decided to have some issues yeah kev so. kev got to experience what i go through a lot um on vacation so uh, but yeah, everything's good. Took some drugs. <laughs> I did take some drugs. I was given some <laughs> drugs. Uh, I didn't. I willingly took them, thinking they were something else. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, anyway, so uh, by far uh, one of the most popular episodes. No, the most popular episode of the show we've ever done for whatever reason was the '90s road trip mixtape. You guys mm. seem to really dig that, and uh, so we thought it would it, we would go ahead and deliver our '80s road trip mixtape. So that's what you're going to be hearing here today. Uh, but before we get into all the music, um, I know we say it every week, and we're going to continue to say it. Uh, we have a website. It is uh, www.themixtapepod.com, and that's really the best place to go to learn about us and upcoming shows, all that stuff. 
You can also find links to all of our social media there, but we are on Instagram. We are the Mixtape Podcast with some underscores between those words. Um, Mix underscore tape underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast on Facebook. And we're also on TikTok. And Matt! Yes? We have a phone number. You want to drop that number? Hey, guys. If you'd like to call us, leave a message. Tell us your... Deepest so, thoughts and so desires. Stupid. You can call the following number. It's so fucking that number is 513-437-2377. Or 513-437-2377. Again. <laughs> no. You fucked it up. Up, hey, yeah. It's 513-HE-RED-77. I mean, you gave the right number, but you said... Twice. Or. <laughs> and then you said <laughs> the number again. Or... Make sure you call the correct number. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Which it was the right number, but uh, yeah, that was the right number. Um, for those who don't know, we're on camera right now. We can see each other, and uh, yeah, that's the whole. Yeah, I'm that's the whole thing. You read I, it, I threw myself off. Interesting. There. Uh, yeah. I can actually barely see you guys. I love that. I can move shit around my screen and block your faces whenever I want. There's a reason for that. We are uh, this won't right be. There. This won't be. Just but the top of my head. In the future, here shortly, um, we're going to have a yep. YouTube. Ch- we have actually started setting up the YouTube channel, and we're going to start having video over there of different things we do and episodes and things like that. So uh, we'll let you guys know more when we get there. We've been working out some bugs and some kinks. We didn't want to do like we do. And, well, Kev's been working out some kinks just on his own. That's just really his. Yeah. Uh, what we did on this show <laughs> when we decided to bring, like, Matt in from across the from across the uh, – the great divide. The we uh, we weren't really prepared for it, and we worked all our issues out live on the show. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want to really do that. Up I'm, to and including me talking through a beanie for a while. You tried just had a Bluetooth headset. Yeah, you tried. It, it didn't work. Failed so well. miserably. Uh, yeah. That's not to say once we launch the YouTube channel, we won't have bugs and kinks that we just leave in, oh, yeah. but we want less of them. So. And then last but definitely not least, our sponsor, BustedTees.com. It's a really cool site. I'm happy to see a few of you guys going over there and purchasing stuff. They have really cool shit. I mean that legit. Their shit is really cool over there. Um, they have awesome apparel. And uh, if at checkout you use our code, which is Jason25945, that's all one word, Jason25945, uh, you're going to get a nice discount. So um, do that. Cause I mean, like it was a pretty good discount. I think it was like, I think my shit was like 30 bucks and I got like six bucks off and that's, that's pretty good. So use it. So there you go. Uh, so with all the business out of the way, let's talk about some tunes this week. Um, so the three of us each put together five songs. We would add to an eighties road trip album as always. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And we actually did get some feedback from some of you guys, which is great. I have some, I have some listener feedback and uh, quite a few songs you guys sent to us, which is really neat. We'll go over those at the end, including the the other two doofuses from this show put gave their input uh, one song each. Um, so there you go. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, drop us your picks, though. You can send them to us after the fact, and we'll add them to the playlist. Matt always sets up playlists on Spotify, um, one for our stuff and then one for the listener stuff. Something we really want to emphasize, especially moving forward, whenever we talk about artists on this show, go check them out. There's a reason we're talking about them. You probably know some of them, but go give them a listen. Check out their shit. 
you know, because we want to we want to show some love to the people that we love. So go check out those okay. musicians and whatnot. But we're gonna start with me this week, um, and we'll end with one of you guys because your stuff's probably cooler than mine. It's not. It's really not. Cool. Well, I don't know. I there. I will go ahead and throw this out there. There was some overlap again. Yeah, Matt wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, Matt picked two songs I already had, I had on my to, list. I had to default. Yeah, yeah. This, and this time I I kept mine. I didn't I didn't give them up. I made nope. changes. And to be fair, they're they're very J specific. Yeah, songs that I should have known ahead of time. Especially one would of be them on your list. Yeah, which I get, I got one, called yeah. out on Facebook for the same thing from another person. We'll get into that when I hit the song. Uh, but Skiznot, okay. Skiznot's like I would choose this song, but something tells me Jay already did, and he is correct. I did. But here is the first song on my list. Uh, shockingly to me. So, again, this is songs from the 80s we would put on a road trip playlist, and then we'll talk about the reasons why we would choose them. Most of mine are pretty self-explanatory, I would think. Uh, I am shocked this one did not end up on either of your guys' lists, to be honest. But here's my first song. Obviously, this is Holiday Road, the 1983 song written uh, and recorded by Lindsey Buckingham. It was, of course, written for the movie Vacation. The song actually peaked at number 82 on the uh, the Billboard Hot 100 chart during its original release. It has been covered numerous times over the years and has been re-released a few times as well, um, especially when they did the uh, the Vacation sequel a few years back. Um, so I, I don't know. It, I, I think it's a fun ass song anyway. You can't really, I think they played it in not just the first vacation movie either. I think they played it in the next two or at least clips of it. So it's a pretty, was it in European? Vacation? I think they might've played a clip of it in there too, but I could be wrong, but I know it was played in Vegas vacation. So, which I know that and I've never seen Vegas vacation. It's weird. I've never seen, or it's not in Christmas vacation cause they don't go on a road trip. So there you go, Holiday Road, Lindsey Buckingham. This is a, this is a fun ass song actually. When we were um, driving, we just went to the lake uh, last week, and we were on. We just had random Spotify stuff playlist playing, and this song came on, and I thought, how how appropriate. But one that it's on my list, and two that it's uh we're on our way to vacation, and Holiday Road starts playing. So I picked this song for the most right. obvious reasons in the world. It's a song about vacationing, and and they're literally going on a road trip. So. There you go. Cool. Uh, one might say, yeah. When you when you had mentioned Lindsey Buckingham to me the other day, you're like, oh, you'll you'll know one of mine. And I was like, okay. And I'm like trying to think of like Lindsey Buckingham songs about driving and road trips. I had no idea that that song was done by Lindsey Buckingham. Really? So, Neither did I. Yeah, I didn't know. But the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Lindsey Buckingham was that uh, SNL skit with uh, uh, say Kenan Thompson. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> What's up with that? that. Just keep having to bump him from this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I mean. Buckingham played by Bill Hader. That's, that, that's pretty good casting. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, what? what was it? Bill Hader plays Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> I said that's pretty good oh, casting. Yeah. I like well, that. No, yeah. And then, then Lindsey Buckingham actually came on and did yeah. that. 
Yeah, he did an episode with that. That's also pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would argue that Vacation might be the ultimate road trip movie. The first vacation movie. There's even a movie called Road Trip that is probably less epically road trippy than Vacation. When if you go and like watch the behind the scenes about them making Vacation, I mean they literally traveled to all these spots while they were filming the movie. So yeah, they really. they actually road trip while they're filming the movie. All the cast and everyone did. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. It was a kind of a big to do actually. It was. They, they had I was going to say that sounds like a really big night. It was. It was. But, like, well, we got to make sure we get there before. Sounds like a really big nightmare to traveling like, with Chevy Chase that much. <laughs> True, yeah. That sounds like they'd be horrible. I've heard stories. Ooh, heard stories. He's on TikTok yeah. now, though, and he's pretty damn funny. So, Oh, geez. Yeah. Just saying. So the next one Please on my list. The first one was just like, uh, how do I figure out this? What, what button do I hit? I mean. his finger waving in the camera a bunch of times. No, it's not quite like that, but not. It's totally off. <laughs> but not exactly like that. So the next one on my list. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Casey. No, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you go ahead. <laughs> right, you can I'll tell we're all from the Midwest. We're all too polite to tell the other one. No, I'm no, going to go. No, you go, Kev. Yeah, you go. Okay. Go, Kev. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Sorry. 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 Well, I was just about to mention, I've heard stories about Chevy Chase from like different points of his life, including from like the old SNL days to present. And just everybody says he's a complete dick. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Dan, Dan Why Aykroyd. Why did I think you were going to say the Old Testament? Dan Aykroyd. Is, Moses couldn't stand that dude. The book of Chevy. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> says he's like, he considers Chevy Chase one of his best friends. And he still tells you that Chevy Chase is kind of an a-hole. So... You know, yeah. kind of like we do with Stu. <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll, me and Stu have to tell the story sometime of how we got lost in Chevy Chase, and I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> it's, it's a true what, like interspace or something? You guys were like in a little spaceship? Yep. Thrown through his bloodstream? No, nah, man, I, I was going to leave it at that, but I guess yeah. it's confusing for you. There's actually a town called Chevy you Chase. You guys met Chevy Chase, got a little drunk, and... We know, got lost inside night. his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we got lost... <laughs> In his eyes. Sorry, I went, I went a little Debbie Gibson for you there. All right, so the next song on my list was one of the songs that Matt tried to put on his list, but I was like, nah, I'm keeping it. And what's funny is I've talked to him about it. I'm like, there's totally another song by this artist that, that either one of us could have used that would have fit, but we both wanted this one. So I think Into the Great Wide Open would have worked really well uh, also, but we both wanted Running Down a Dream. So uh, co-written and produced, of course, and uh, recorded by Tom Petty, released in uh, 1989. It's the second single from his first solo album, which was Full Moon Fever. I loved this album. I had this cassette tape and used to listen to it over and over and over again. It was so good. Uh, Running Down a Dream achieved reasonable chart success, reaching number 23 in both Canada and the United States Billboard Hot 100. And the top uh, the top of the Billboard album rock chart, uh, the song was co-written by Mike Campbell along with Petty and Jeff Lynn. Uh, and it was a nod to uh, Petty's musical roots, which I thought was really cool because there's, there's uh, you know, there's... Uh, 
references to De- you know Dell was singing Little Runaway, you know all that shit. I just think it's cool that he worked with Jeff Lynne so much because at this point, you know, this was co-written by Jeff Lynne, and this was actually also uh, right about the same exact time that the Traveling Wilburys were coming out which, you know, Mm -hmm. Jeff Lynn was one of the Wilburys. We actually did a whole deep dive thing. Um, We were listening to, my wife and I were listening to the Wilburys the other day, and we were, like, discussing the Wilburys and reading all this stuff because in the history of supergroups, they might be one of the best. And they only did, like, you know, like a bunch, like, fucking uh, Roy Orbison died, like, right after they released some of their, their most, you know, their biggest songs, so... Um, and I don't think people understand that the Wilburys didn't come around till like 1989, 1990. So they were they were a little later, but great. The Wilburys are great. We could do a whole episode on the Wilburys. I'd be totally happy with it. But I chose this song because, uh, like, I mean the whole the whole crux of the song starts with them like driving down the road, like they're they're in the car, they're driving. You know, last four days, like they're driving towards some destination, right? And that's where they're going. And I feel like this song I listened the to dream it, they were. They were heading towards the dream. Yeah, and what is better on a road trip to, like, turn this song? And I can't tell you how many times I've cranked this song up in the car. Like, this, this yeah. is it's just such a feel-good song. Like I said, Into the Great Wide Open would have been great as well. but And it's an awesome song. This one just sort of gets you charged behind the wheel in a good way, in a positive way. We, yeah. We'll do an episode of Unlike Angry. Unlike our upcoming episodes of Anger songs. Anger. Yeah, that is one of the songs, that are one of the lists yeah. we have, like songs that make you angry. Or road, road Rage songs. Um, as it happens, this is, next song is the song, the other song that Matt wanted to steal from me, and I was like, no, Matt, not today. This is the one that Skiznot um, also was like, I would pick this, but I'm going to assume that Jay already has this, and uh, of course I did. Obviously, this is it's road a great to song nowhere. for oh, when God, David Byrne appears on a bicycle next to <laughs> You're on a road. Oh, God. <laughs> he just pulls well, up oh, next shit. to singing Road to Nowhere. David Byrne's here. Uh, of course, written, in open suit. Uh, written by David Byrne for the 1985 Talking Heads album, Little Creatures. Released as a single in 85 and reached number 25 on the Billboard mainstream rock t- track charts. According to David Byrne, I wanted to write a song that presented a... <laughs> a resigned, even joyful look at doom, um, at our deaths and the apocalypse. It's always looming, folks. Always. I think it succeeded. The front bit, the the white gospel choir, is kind of uh, tacked on, because I didn't think the rest of the song was uh, was enough. I mean, it was only two chords. So, out of embarrassment or maybe shame, I wrote an intro section. Uh, that 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 had a couple more in it. <laughs> I was just going to see how long you were going to do this, David Byrne. All impression. of it. All of it. Um, so, as we actually discussed in one of our interview episodes a while back, the one with uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, uh, some parts of the video were shot in the backyard pool of Stephen Tobolowsky, uh, who was co-writing uh, true stories with David Byrne at the time. So that's why. Uh, director Johnson uh, 
Director Johnson. I'm sure I had a name more than that, but you get Johnson right now. Reused some of the effects uh, and techniques in, that he had used in the award-winning video for Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer the following year and also in Big Time. And this music video was nominated for Best Video of the Year at the 1986 MTV Video Music Awards, losing out to uh, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. So I don't know what to say except that I love this fucking song. Um, and, again, it's rude to nowhere. I mean, that's why it's on my list. It's, it's Talking Heads, who I adore, um, one of my top. Director Stephen R. Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. I just had Johnson. <laughs> Just You're welcome. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. 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 Private Johnson. Directed this. Um, I love Talking Heads. For me, they are in the top five upper echelon of my favorite musical artists of all time. This has never changed. Like I, it's always been the top for me. It's it's you know it's Queen. Would you say it's the same that that it ever was? It's the same as it ever was, dude. Same as it ever was. Just say. Sorry, I messed it up. Um, it is for me. It's gonna. It's Queen. It's it's the Cars, the Police, and the Talking Heads are like they've always been there for me. So like that's <laughs> there's some laughter yep. going on. But that's we all, we all knew what that was actually. <laughs> there's Queen. There's the Talking Heads. Where's my mind going? <laughs> Um, we're all do- currently right now. We're all doing everybody the is thing that everybody at home is. is doing the arm cut thing for same as it ever was, which uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So the next one on my list, we're gonna go. We're gonna go a little big hair on you guys um, for this one, and we will. We'll definitely have some discussions about at least one thing. I'm sure as soon as because uh, it's gonna get in your heads. Uh, but this is this is my next road trip song. I go again by White Snake. This is an interesting song. Um, so of course now we get these stupid Geico commercials or whatever the hell they are with the guy on the motorcycle. But that's because it's a great road trip song. It really is. Uh, White Snake originally released this on their 1982 album, which most people don't know. It was originally released on their 82 album Saints and Sinners. Uh, the Power Ballad was then re-recorded for their 1987 self-titled album, and that's the one most people recall and remember, and that's where most people thought it came from, was 1987. Um, that song was then recorded again the same year in a new radio mix version, which, were rele- which re- was released as a single and hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart uh, in October of 87. The 87 version was ranked number 17 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. And then in 2020, or in 2012, readers poll for Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone ranked it as the ninth amongst the top 10 uh, best hair metal songs of all time. What is it, when you guys hear the song, do you remember most? What's the one thing that stands out the most? <laughs> I like the hand raising, Matt. Uh Tawny Katane on the hood of the car. Tawny yeah. Katane uh, on the hood of that car. Everybody Robbie. talks about. You know, they were married at the time, so yeah. that's why Tawny really? Katane was in it. Yeah, and because of this video, she went on to be known as a video vixen and was in like multiple videos. But uh, God, God rest her soul, Tawny Katane. But 
Um, yeah, that's right. She did pass away. Yeah, recently. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, Tawny Katane on the hood of that car. And that same car has been fe- was featured in, in a recent video. Like, the, he still has that car, which I thought it was actually his car, too. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Some interesting factoids for you. I like her heel scuff marks all over the hood, too. <laughs> You ever watch those videos? Trust on, me, this video is going to be great. You ever watch those videos on like TikTok or, or whatever where they take like music <laughs> and then, the music and you just hear people like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> those things are so funny. And I can just hear like when she spins uh, around, you just hear black or white video, the Michael Jackson black and white video without the music. I've seen some. <laughs> I can just see them taking the music out and she's spinning around. You know, here's. <laughs> be so good. All right. Uh, what do I got? I got one more, right? I got one more song. And uh, I was going to make a corny joke, but I'm not going to do that because it would give away the song. You? No. <laughs> Me. Uh, I just think that this. I just think that my list is epic. <laughs> I love this fucking song. This is epic by Faith No More. This song kicks ass. It always has. This song barely got to make it onto my list because I always thought of this song as a 90s song, but it was actually from 1989. It was released as the second single from their third album, the real thing. Peaking at number nine on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, Epic was ranked number 30 on VH1's 40 Greatest Metal Songs. Um, bassist Billy Gould said about this song, it was conceived naturally as a riff in the studio between Roddy, myself, and Mike uh, Bourdain uh, during rehearsal uh, that later got freshed out, or got flushed, got freshed out, got flushed out <laughs> into an entire song. Uh, so... I don't know if if you guys remember this, but do you remember that this this music video like people lost Absolutely. their lives? Yes. Okay. Do you remember why? Yep. The controversy. The fish it. at the end. The fish at the end. And of I have the video. a fact about the fish. Okay. Well, I'll let you give your fact, and we will see if your fact matches the facts because I have some facts about the fish too. So I'll, I'll let you give uh, your. Uh, is it about the owner of the fish? Yes. The the owner of the fish was actually. Uh, mixtape fan of the show, uh, listener and friend of the show, Bjork. So, because Mike really? Patton allegedly was uh, house sitting for her at the time of filming the video, and he so, took the fish from her house during an interview. In the video, the band joked that the fish seen flopping around in the music video belonged to Icelandic singer Bjork, who at the time was the singer for the band The Sugar Cubes, and they claimed to have stolen it from her at a party. There are also stories of Bjork giving the fish to the keyboardist Robbie. Uh, uh, help me, <laughs> I just lost his name like that. I, I can't uh, remember his name. Bo- Bodum, Bodum, I think. After a poetry reading in San Francisco, this was confirmed by Bjork, who defended the group, that saying like that, something. yeah, saying that yeah. I know those guys. I, I can't do it as good as Kevin. I'm sorry. I know they wouldn't do anything to harm him, but I know if I had gone with my fish which was given to me, none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> um, I need, need to do a little giggle. <laughs> well, she was she was sad, though, because yeah. her fish yeah. flopped around in the video. 
Um, yes, I have actually heard though that they have said like, "Put we swear we the fish was on the ground for like three seconds and then we put it right back in a tank." But PETA yeah. lost their freaking minds about this video. There was all kinds of controversy. Um, but the song is great, dude. This song gets me charged every time I hear it. I love this song so much. It's so much fun for me. And it was yeah. just one of those songs. This could have been on an anthem episode easily for me. I think yeah. Epic is an epic song. So it's, uh, epically, it's, would, it's, would you know it was one that I had to remove as an op, as an option? For this? For this I, list? It was either for this one or for the anthem one. That's yeah. cool. Either way, either way you flip it. Let me check. I, that's what I was like looking at my phone for a minute. I was like, hang on a second. That's pretty cool. Because I know I had sent you some yeah, options for nice others. cat avatar there, Matt. <laughs> you know, when, cat, when your uh, video goes away. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we get a little like, kitty cat. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. so that's cool. Um, yeah, I think it was it was one that I had removed. Yeah, from this list, it, it was on the list at some point in time. Yeah, from this list, it's a great song, man. And every time I hear it, I yeah. just want to go listen to it. It's just a lot of fun. So uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna go into Matt's list next because that's the the notes I have. So we're gonna go into Matt's <laughs> list next. So all right, let's uh, kick it off with uh this one first no sleep till Ah, the Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Uh, this is off, obviously off Licensed Ill from 1987. This is the sixth single from that album. This album had so many freaking singles released off sixth of it. Single, the sixth single, which makes it sound single. like it was not the last. Uh, I don't know what the last was, but, I mean, you know, we had Fight for Your Right. We had a <coughs> Girls. Yeah, like most of that song is uh, Brass Monkey. You know, all these were like... Um, it's described, it, it's described as an exhaustive, it, it, the song is describing an exhaustive tour and the events that made it tiresome for the guys, but it all emphasizes that they are not going to stop until they get home to their home base in Brooklyn. That is what this song is about. It is, uh, semi autobiographical in its nature. Um, it's a great song. Like Paul Revere was. Kind of. Well, that's a made up story, <laughs> but Matt, why did you choose uh, No Sleep Till Till Brooklyn? It just it's. I sound like and such I, a I put it as I my first that. pick Brooklyn. because it's like the, the <laughs> Brooklyn, yay, Brooklyn, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. <laughs> seeing that on video, guys, like everyone listening, yeah. to home, no Sleep Till Brooklyn. Uh, but yay. soon you'll see this shit on YouTube. Um, so <laughs> it's just a good. Yeah, coming come to your YouTube channel near you. Um, it, it's the perfect song to start off a road trip. You're in, you're in your driveway. You start the car right at the beginning of the song, back out, and then foot on the pedal, right there. It's it's right there in the first couple lines of the song. Um, it's it's a good start of the road trip song. Um, and like I said, you know, it's just, it's all it's literally about just going until you get where you're going. And never stopping. No sleeping till Brooklyn. No sleeping until you get to Brooklyn. All right, I'm real curious. Um, the the next song on your list. I love this song. I, I, I'm curious to hear. And well, you know, we hang, have our reasons. On. No sleep till Brooklyn. Guitar part. The guitar solo. Did you got notes on that? Is it uh, EVH? 
No. Oh, I don't know. Carrie King from Slayer. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. I was just, it was the 80s. I just assumed it was Eddie. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm yeah, no, Eddie? Slash that's, is going to be my next guest. Was Slash yeah, did, that's, the, yeah. that's the story I've always heard is it was Carrie King from Slayer that did the, the guitar. Slash would have been a good guest, though. It would have been a good guest. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious about the next uh, songs on your like song on your list as to why you um why you chose it but that's cool it's a great song it's a fucking great song it's a great song okay. here we go Send me an Uh, Send Me an Angel, 1983, by the Australian band Real Life, released in May of 83 as the band's debut single from their debut studio album, Heartland. song peaked in early 1984 in the U.S. at number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, In the United States, Send Me an Angel, 1989, that version actually surpassed the original version from 1983. Send Me an Angel 89 reached number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the summer of 89 uh, in the United States. And, of course, I remember this as the cool-ass dance scene on the bikes in the movie Rad. Oh. where That's not why I put it on the list. Where she rode and bunny-hopped her bike right into prison. Because it's Lori Laughlin. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. You don't remember that scene in Rad? Rad? Oh God, it's so I've cheesy. Never seen Rad. They're 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 yeah. having a a romantic dance to this song on bikes. They're like putting their hands up and swaying back and forth. It's it's cheesy as hell. But you oh should definitely Google the Rad bike dance scene if you've. Yeah, it's 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 horrible, okay. <laughs> but wonderful. Why did you pick? I love this song. Why did you pick this yeah. song for your road trip? My actual reason for it is probably more related to the 1989 release of the song and its appearance in The Wizard. Okay. That works. With Fred Savage. That works. Now, the reason I put it on there is because The Wizard, in my opinion, is one of the greatest road trip movies of all time. Uh, Yeah, but they only went to to uh, California. California. (laughs) But, hey, they got to go there. They got to go there, right? Um, Where they can see... Yeah, the, the other road trip movie I can think of that's pretty great. Uh, Start of Mr. Stephen Tobolowsky as the father in uh, was it Sam and Max? Uh, what the name of the movie yeah. was? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Max and Sam, but Max and Sam, yeah. Okay. So you're close. Simeon Angel appears in the Wizard as they are riding across country mm-hmm. on a motorcycle. Yep. Right. And that is any time I see that movie and that song kicks on, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. Um, and I always equate it with that specific scene. It just seems like the perfect song to have put in that movie at that time. Um, also, the band Thrice has a really cool metal cover of it. That's just awesome. I'll send you guys after the show. I thought you were, I thought you were saying like the band three time had a cover like, and you were just being fancy. <laughs> band named Thrice that, they released this song yeah. thrice. Thrice. The third release of this song. It's like, <laughs> oh God, that's a good reason, man. I like it. You yeah. backed it up really well. I thought that was yeah. really cool. I like it. All yeah. right. This, this, this episode's list, I tried to stick more towards like, songs that were either involved in actual road trip movies or like would be, you know, 
obviously play. Yeah, I mean, in the end, if it's what you would put on a list when you're road tripping, because it's what you would put on a list when you're because I fucking like it. Why we do it, man? (laughs) Like fucking like fucking good movie or good song. I put on the little teapot on the list because it's a great song, good fucking song, right? It has nothing to do with road trips. Sometimes, sometimes you need to tip me over when I shout. Yeah, sometimes you gotta pour me out. <laughs> so, damn uh, it. The next song on your list. Here's me. the thing: the next song on your list. I don't know why you chose it, but it makes sense on a road trip list to me. But I don't even know why. I just know that it does. Okay, and maybe that's why you picked it. I don't know. It might be. Yeah. It's the I don't know what it's end of the world as we know Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. It's, it's how do you not know? What are you? I'm shrugging my shoulders. How you don't know why I put this on the list? Is this in, um, is it in, uh, Dumb and Dumber? Getting there. No. What is uh, it in no. then? I can't think of Tommy one. Boy. Oh, yeah. That, Tommy uh, Boy yeah, Sheep when they're like the headbanging to it. It's Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they just trail off. Yes, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's, that's they're why. like, it's right with the, uh, the nitrous oxide, yeah. like all that shit in the car. Yeah, yeah. that's great, man. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah. Another well, this good is, road trip movie. This yep. is REM. It's the end of the world as we know it. First appeared on their 87 album, album document. It was released album. It was released as the album's second single in November of 1987, reaching number 69, dude, on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Nice. Uh, did you ever? Did you guys ever notice the LB initials in this song? Mm-hmm. So there's Leonard Bernstein, um, Le- Le- Leonid Brezhnev, Lenny Bruce, Is it and Bernstein Les- or Bernstein. Well, they say Leonard Bernstein. So <laughs> Mandela. Um, there's also Lester Bangs. So they mentioned all these LBs in the song. And in, in, in a 1990 interview with uh, Music Musicar, I don't know, magazine, uh, Michael Stipe claimed that the LB reference came from a dream he had, which he found himself at a party surrounded by famous people who all shared the initials LB. Uh, the song originated from a previous unreleased song called PSA, Public Service Announcement, uh, that they had, I guess, been working on and didn't really work out. And then they So used... was Larry Bird in the dream, too? <laughs> he should have been. So, L.L. Bean. So that's a, that's a great reason, though, man. I never I, – I, I knew it was – it's been in a couple of movies, and I'm yeah. – yeah, and I actually just, think it might have been something about and Chris Farley and David Spade trying to sing along to it, and then I, failing until it gets to the chorus. I could be just, wrong, but I perfect. I feel like it wasn't Dumb all and done Dumber that. as well, which could also be considered a road trip movie if it's the case. Yeah. So, great one, good choice. Top man. ten road trip movies, good choice. Um, yeah, so, good choice. I'm just gonna say the next song on your list uh, always depresses the fuck out of me for some reason. I mean, it's a depressing song, but like more so than it probably should. This song depresses me. Yeah, it's the boys of summer. <laughs> so I don't know why this song. What was going on there? <laughs> I mock slashed my wrist while listening to the song. Oh, it was off camera, so I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, so this was released. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Don Henley, and this was released in 1984. Um, Don Henley of he of the Eagles fame went on to have a pretty good career. He was a drummer for the Eagles actually, yeah. and went on to have a pretty good yeah. musical career on his own. Um, 
So the the lyrics were written by Henley, and then the music was created by Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers fame, actually. So uh, it reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the U.S., uh, and number one in the Billboard Top Rock chart. Uh, chart. So Mike Campbell, who uh, I just told you kind of helped write this song, actually created a demo of The Boys of Summer uh, when he was doing some different like experimentation and stuff with a drum machine. And he actually showed this song to, to Petty, but uh, Petty didn't really feel that it, it fit with what they were doing. Uh, they were working on Southern Accent at the time, and he just didn't see where it would fit in. Um, so one of their producers, Jimmy Jimmy Lovin, or Levine, but I like to say Lovin, um, uh, played it. He said, you should play this for Don Henley, and I guess they did. His name is Jimmy Iovine. That's an I, not an L. Not in my notes. It's fucking L. Shut up. <laughs> It's loving. <laughs> okay, Iovine. It's loving. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving it. Fucking, I don't care. Anyway, he played it for Don Henley, and I guess uh, Henley, of course, loved it. And then I guess uh, changed some of the lyrics around with him, and and went on. And and actually, he's he's come out and explained the whole deadhead sticker on the Cadillac part as like he uses that as his way. So the song is about moving forward, and he he uses that as a reference to. He really saw this. This was a real thing where he saw this this um, deadhead sticker on the back of a Cadillac, and he uses this as showing his way of how you grow up and sell out. You're like it's so to him. It was such a weird thing to see a Grateful Dead sticker on a fucking Cadillac because it seems like the thing the Grateful Dead would be totally against, you know, completely against. And but he said that's what that's kind of what happens when you grow up. You're trying to hold on to this stuff from your youth, but it's really hard to do. And so it is kind of a depressing ass song if you think about it. So yeah, no, it is. But yeah, it's it's another song that, like nine times out of ten, whenever I hear it, I'm literally like in the car on possibly a long road trip, and it just pops on on shuffle, and it's just the the Ataris covered it later they on did. and changed the deadhead sticker to a black flag sticker, which perfectly in theme, like it works, matches right up with the deadhead. Yep. Um, they do a yeah, good it's, cover it's, too. It's really good cover. Yeah. Um, having said that, I used to hate this song, like absolutely hated it. And then really? over time, I've just kind of been like, you know, actually, this is this is a pretty good. Song. So that's like weird because I liked this song, and then I grew to kind of like not like it myself. And then when the Ataris brought back brought it back, I started listening to it again. It started growing on me again. And what is what is with that? I think it's because this song, I'm and I'm going to say this, this song makes you feel a certain way whether you want to or not. And I think those feelings start to kind of like, I don't, I don't like feeling that when way. You turn like 40 <laughs> or something and like, yeah, I don't fucking want to feel that way. You're, you're, uh, you welcome know, to 40. That's yeah, depressing. It sucks, but this song <laughs> is uber depressing. You're getting older and everyone else is staying the same. Age. There there's nothing it's like no. You just not. you just went creepy ass Mc, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. They all stay the all same right, age. Same age. <laughs> that is um, the creepiest line of any movie ever. We watched that with just my the, daughter a couple weeks back. So And hopefully she was like, Ooh, gross. No, Matthew. She's just like, I don't get it. I'm like, What was the seventies? I don't understand any of what's going on. We were laughing. But yeah. Um <laughs> This song is not a happy song. There's not a lot of happy in this song. It's very sad, if you think about it. So, <laughs> I like that you looked up. That was good. Uh, and Matt has one more song on his list. 
uh, Matt, do you before before we do that though? Do you do you want to talk about why you uh, why you chose this for a road uh, road trip? Uh, moment of silence while I look up what's all we're talking about. Boys of I'm summer. Sure. I don't have listen. Boys of summer, man. We've been talking about it. You didn't say why you put it on your list. You just talked about the Atari oh, yeah. doing a remake. Yeah, no. Yes, I did. I said it's because it's usually on whenever I'm in the car or on a road trip. Plays on there all the time. Okay. Uh, just weird, weird like shuffle situation. But uh, no, it's just the you know like honestly like that part about the Deadhead sticker on the Cadillac is like what else are you going to do when you're on a road trip driving around? You know, at least me specifically. I'm looking at other cars around me and noticing things, and I hope you're looking something at like road. you know seeing a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac would you know kind of make me go, huh? Okay. Or yeah. I've actually been on a road trip and saw a guy in front of me who had you know going back to an earlier conversation we had off mic, um, though I think we should have been on mic because it was fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> saw a guy who had a, a license plate that said Bigfoot on it, and <laughs> I just wanted to know more about that person. Like, well, how did you get that specific license plate? Squad, and it was Tupac behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, Tupac behind the wheel driving. Tupac driving the so- the the Sasquatch Inside mobile. Joke, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Matt, go ahead and look up your next song so that you'll know when I ask you why you put it. He's like, hold on, I gotta well, look up my I song. Put it away. Yeah. Uh, well, here's Matt's <laughs> last song on his road trip list. I bet that fucker can't hit that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Get it, KC. Damn. Yeah, that was good, KC, because I couldn't do it. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and tell you now what well, you guys both just did. Norwegian that is exactly sense. why. Norwegian That is exactly why it's on the list. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is by the uh-huh. Norwegian synth pop band. Aha. Aha. Because everybody sings it and loses their mind when the song comes on? Yes. That's fair enough. Yeah, I'll take it. It's the perfect song to, to sing when you're in the car with a group of people. Everybody attempts to hit that high note. Oh, I don't anymore. And usually fails. I don't anymore. I bet he can't hit it anymore either, so we're not even going to. Uh, this is from 1984. Maybe. Um, and actually, then again in 1985, and that's the one almost everybody knows because the 84 version is actually quite a bit different than the 85 version of this song. Um, but and he actually so, went deeper with the, he's like, the one note. Take on me. Um, uh, the one that everybody here knows and loves is the 85 one. In the U.S., uh, in October 1985, the single topped the Billboard Hot 100. Um, no doubt this video was absolutely helped because of the music video. Everyone knows the music video is still popular today. This is one of those 80 songs. Iconic. That it's funny because if you talk to kids today about the 80s, they're like, I don't know, but they know this song. I promise they do. It's all over TikTok right now because there's a filter that does the video and all this shit. So, but back in the back in 1985 right. and, and 86, this was amazing. Like, this video was amazing. Uh, the video was directed by Steve Barron's innovative, uh, by Steve Barron. It had this innovative feature like live action mixed with pencil sketch animation and they were crossing the sequences over and jumping from one to another telling this story about she got pulled into his her pencil drawing of this dude it was a weird thing um 
The video won six awards and was nominated for two more in the 1986 MTV um, Music Video Awards. So, like I said, everybody knows this video. Everybody knows this song. This this might be, it's really funny to me if you think about it. This song, like I said, might be one of the most iconic songs from the 80s because this is one of those things that everybody still knows it and sings it. But oddly enough, it's a one-hit wonder. Everybody knows the band is AHA, and it's actually not even my favorite AHA song, but most people can't name another AHA song. So, I don't think I've ever even heard another AHA uh, song. Look up no. Sun Always Shines on TV. It's a great song. You'll love it. Sure. But uh, that is Matt's list. Matt, I like your reasoning for putting this one on. I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a great tune to add on, yeah. and you're right. Everybody gets in the car was, if everybody's in the car. instinct. That's yeah. exactly what happened. They're all like, going to be singing If you're in the a car, together. it comes on. And if you don't try to hit that high note and fail miserably, get the fuck out of my car at the next stop. I also want to say <laughs> Weezer does a great cover of this. Weezer yep. does a, an incredible cover of this. Um, and recreated the video to a point. They do a fun-ass yep. video, um, so yep. you should check that out if you haven't. They did a whole album of covers. They do a the, great cover the of... Teal album. Yeah, they do a great cover of Mr. Blue Sky. Like, I, I really appreciate the way they did all the covers on that album. They were really good, so... Yep. Anyway, and we're no gonna we're too. getting ready to uh, go into KC's list. So let me pull that up, and we'll go into that here now. All right, so I'm gonna kick off uh, KC's first song. Another song that Weezer did an awesome remake of. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of weird that you guys did that. You heard uh, Toto doing hash pipe a little bit? No, but that would be great. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, they, though. I did, they that would, covered their song, too. That's great. That's awesome, actually. I'll check that out later. Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't check out these covers. For I didn't mean to do that. I didn't realize that I lined your guys' Weezer. <laughs> this is Africa by Toto, because when Kevin goes on a road trip, that motherfucker drives, buddy. He's going, he's going to fucking Africa. I don't even know how yeah. he gets there. Yeah. He gets on a boat. I'm yeah. <laughs> he, he drives the car into a boat. And then it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like I drive it into the boat, then you know I drive the boat. <laughs> I drive the, then yeah, a boat. Drive, yeah. I, buy, I drive the boat, and then a boat. I, get, I, got, a, I got one of them cars, them aquatic ones. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is it an amphibious vehicle? This All is right. the tenth and final track on their fourth studio album uh, titled "Toto 4 from nineteen eighty-two. Uh, this was released as a single in the U.S. Um, through Columbia Records in October of nineteen eighty-two. Uh, it was the uh, third single off that album overall. Song reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred chart. Uh, this was the band's only Billboard number one and has been certified eight times platinum. Now, David, I don't know how do you say David's name. David Page, Page, I don't know. He's got a weird name. Wrote the melody and lyrics in about 10 minutes, he said, but then he spent another six months cleaning this song up. And he explained that the song is about a man's love for a continent more than it is about romantic love. It's about being in love with Africa. Um I thought that's kind of cool. Even though the song kind of tells the story of somebody flying in to meet him, mm-hmm. he just talks about how beautiful it is there, and and, and it does. The song um, is very beautiful in its telling, but a lot of the stuff comes from the viewpoint of somebody that's actually never been there that only reads about stuff there. So, yeah, it's a great I also song. like the fan theory that it's about a guy trying to overcome uh, the curse of lycanthropy. <laughs> He's becoming a werewolf. 
<laughs> have you heard that yet? No. No. Oh, dude, yeah, there's a fan theory that went around a couple years ago about, uh, um, what is it? Like trying to use some of the, the old forgotten words and ancient melodies. Yeah. That's a spell, man. <laughs> trying to reverse a spell. Yeah. Wild dogs cry out in the night. Yeah. Werewolves howling at the moon, dude. There you go. So, yeah, there's a whole thing. I'll, I'll send it's you a little bit of a stretch, but probably. Uh, Kev. Man, there, there's evidence, man. Kev. It's called there's the lyrics. Why, uh, why did right. you choose Africa by Toto? Uh, the reason why I chose it, I mean, there's there's only a couple of songs that make me feel like extremely relaxed, you know, going on a major road trip. It's this song, Africa by Toto, or Horse with No Name. Um, oh, God. By, uh, Got the guy who'd say it. But, it's well, America. Either way, what's that? It's America. It's America. It's okay. the opposite of Africa. It's a, it's that's who sang this. That's who did horse with oh. no name. Oh, okay. In the first day in the desert. I hate that song. Do you want to know why I hate that song? One, it uses <laughs> it's uh, three chords. The entire I mean, literally, the entire song is three chords in the same accession over and over. Uh, but that song, to me, just lists shit in the desert for like five minutes. There were rocks and twigs and some dust and stuff. And then I think I saw a cactus hey. over there. And maybe I saw a snake and a Gila 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 monster. Gila Gila monster. La, 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 la. <laughs> I hate that song. I always hate that song. Gila Gila. No, Gila Gila monster. <laughs> I instantly think desert, you know, and going you know, through that, you know. Deserts come, me, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> deserts. Deserts come, me. Uh, the next the next song on your list is uh, obviously Must Calm You as well. You have some interesting choices because you have two songs on. This is not one of them. You have two songs on your list that I hate. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. No. no, 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 no. I love Africa. I'm sorry. I hate. Uh, horse with no name, and I hate another song on your list. That you only have one song on your list. I don't like. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, but you love songs I hate. But this is not one of them. This is a great song, right here. I wonder what the name of that song is. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, the clip I, I apparently all the clip I, I I listened to it all night long. <laughs> Have you guys seen that commercial where they're trying to get him to say all night long? They've got Lionel Richie on the commercial, no, no. and they're like, "So would you say it went all throughout the evening, guys?" And they're like, "Yeah, but you mean it was like he won't say all night." They're trying their hardest to get him to say all night long. Uh, this is Lionel Richie, nineteen eighty three, from his second solo album. Can't slow down. Uh, this was after, of course, after he left the Commodores. So again, second so, uh, second solo album. Uh, the single reached number one on on three Billboard charts. Actually, the pop chart, the R and B, and the adult contemporary chart. The song did. Uh, no, this is a great song, man. Why Why did you choose all night long for your list? Are you going to be driving all night long? Um, well, there's. Um, I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but there are songs that are kind of hardwired into my head. When I was a little kid, you know, meeting my brother from the airport, you know, uh, since 
well, both my brothers from the airport, these songs will be playing at night, making that trip down to uh, the northern, well, the Cincinnati, northern Kentucky airport. And, uh, you know, like all night long, um, let's see. What other we don't know. We don't know, uh, man. Like songs by Michael McDonald. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it just kind of puts me there. Don't, Matt. I see your face. You heard Michael McDonald, and you're dying. To, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're dying to do a Michael McDonald impression. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Waterfalls. That was terrible. Can you see the white man and the power? Wizard away. Mumbles. What seem to be? It's so funny. I'm not going to tell you why it's funny, except that it might have been on another list that Kevin put together for a show that you weren't. That oh, made, I thought it was the black. <clears throat> the one with my dad. That's on Kevin's list. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. So uh, let's move on to the next song. This is the song I fucking hate. And people hate me for hating this song, but I can't help it. This song is so stupid. Caribbean Queen. The delay is so good. Uh, Caribbean Queen. But he says Caribbean, Caribbean. Queen. Caribbean. Which drives me nuts. Caribbean Queen. Caribbeaner Queen. Caribbean. Caribbean. What are you uh, to climb rocks, Caribbean? Caribbeaners. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what this song's about, climbing rocks? <laughs> yeah, she's just like a really big fan of like having a lot of keys on Look, a keychain and then hooking them under her belt loop with a carabiner. Honestly, Billy, all Billy Ocean songs are cheesy. And that's what I love about most of them. <laughs> but this is a 1984 yeah. Billy Ocean song, but this one's really corny. Co-written and produced I by mean, Ocean and the Caribbean. Come on, man! So there's something interesting about that. We'll get to it in a second. But this was co-written and produced by Keith Diamond. Uh, this song climbed with those Carabiners to number one on both the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart and the Billboard Black Singles chart. Song won Ocean a 1985 Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance making him the first British artist to win in that category. The song was recorded under different titles in different parts of the world. I didn't, world. Know it was British. Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, this, this song was recorded under different titles in different parts of the world, and he had to record a different line in different parts of the world. Um, so we got songs like European Queen and African Queen in different parts of the world. Well, I'll be down. You probably will be. Norwegian Queen. Norwegian Queen. Aussie Queen. queen. Uh, Icelandic Queen. queen. (laughs) He just just stood uh, in a studio. They didn't didn't change any other line in the song, so he just stood in a studio for five minutes going, Icelandic Queen. Norwegian Queen. What? Billy Ocean is brute. <laughs> <laughs> Alaskan Queen. What's the next one? We just we're going alpha. That's are a we, cruise ship, isn't it? Guys, guys, are we going alphabetically here? He's British. Remember. 
<laughs> so, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Is it a cruise ship? <laughs> it just his song should be for every cruise ship line. It's the Caribbean Queen. <laughs> for the Queen's funeral. It's the British Queen. And you know, as, as the funeral procession kind of marches on. I thought I'm so queen. glad. I thought you were gonna go way darker. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> and I'm so glad you didn't, man. I was, you're like, for her death. No, Kevin. <laughs> no. Yeah, she died while we were on vacation, man. We were actually at a... Um... So what you're saying is you had nothing to do with it, right? No. no uh, we, were, yeah. we were in a totally different country. Yeah, we were, like a, we were like in a little bar. So with the assassins a finally pizza. succeeded. They were, we were order, we'd ordered pizza for my daughter. My, and uh, we were waiting for the pizza. We were driving a little yeah, golf cart around an shot. island. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'd stopped at this little... Yeah, it was on Kelly's Island. Kelly's yeah. Island, yep. And we were... Because we'd heard Susie. that she had... I'd heard, like, the night before that she wasn't doing well. Yeah, I just heard, like, a clip from... Actually, the first mention that I heard about was on a uh, Facebook clip from uh, the... Uh, let's see, Night of the Living Podcast Guys group. And they had mentioned that London Bridge is finally taking uh, effect. I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. So oh, I might want to flip through uh, some news channels to see what the hell's going on and hmm. hear about the Queen. I mean, she was 90-some years old and, you know, was the Queen for 70-some yeah. years. So that's pretty pretty cool. So, yeah. so young. She still had, you know, plenty of years. <laughs> so many more so years many to years. go. All the blood of the virgin she had to keep drinking. <laughs> it's really cool, though, actually. Her, her, uh, her reign was pretty was pretty long, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, here's the next one on your list, man. You ready for this? Yeah, uh, I'll take that as a yes. All I know is you smell like a sound, my friend. You smell like a sound. Yeah. This is a 1982 Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Oh, I'm sorry, Duran Duran. The band's fifth single in the United Kingdom. It reached number five on the UK singles chart and received a gold certification by the British Phonographic Industry, the BPI. Uh, it initially failed to break into the U.S. market, and then MTV placed Hungry Like a Wolf video into heavy rotation. Subsequently, the group gained uh, a lot of exposure. The song then peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in March of 1983, and Duran Duran became an international sensation because of this. The video won the first Grammy Award for Best Short uh, Form Music Video in 1984, and John Taylor has stated that he doesn't really know what the lyrics mean, speculating that the song is probably about meeting girls and or wanting to have sex with someone. (laughs) Which I love so much. Maybe part of the, could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, part <laughs> of the reason why I put it on my list is because you know I just the video because it made me want to buy a yacht. Yeah. I want to buy a yacht. I want, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> I want, want a yacht. And it, I want to be hungry like a wolf. I, mean, I, don't especially, I think wolves are probably trip hungry. Like Marblehead. Yeah. Uh, get a wolf. Put a yacht. You know? <laughs> you gotta put my wolf on the yacht. I buy a wolf yeah. and a yacht. <laughs> And then whenever the wolf got hungry, I'd be like, I'm hungry too, just like you. 
yeah. I figure if I got yacht money, I got wolf money, and, and I could combine the two. Everything we said made about as much sense as most of the lyrics in this song. Um, Maybe even more sense. I want to point out, though, that two songs on our list tonight has been brought up how the songs were not hits until MTV. Mm. And that yeah. that's something we joke around a lot about, especially people from our generation. We joke around a lot about the fact that MTV, you know, kids don't understand. But you don't understand. And you, you, you won't understand, like, how massively huge MTV was. And we live in an age mm-hmm. now where you don't have singles the same way. Like, songs don't chart the same way. I, actually, you could almost give a, a little love to TikTok in the same way that MTV used to do things. Because things like TikTok help introduce songs and help grow exposure to songs where a lot... I mean, it's actually a pretty helpful platform to music, if you think about it. Well, um, MTV, uh, it was to music back in the 80s, but uh, um, Johnny Carson was for comedians back in the 80s. You know, it just it was just that one platform that you could have just got on there and exploded. Yeah, absolutely. And radio stations, see, these things still exist, but radio stations and MTV, like you would get a DJ, especially at a station like K-Rock in, in California, mm-hmm. which is a huge station has been around forever. And they're kind of known for like boosting airplay of certain artists. A DJ might grab a song and really like it and then throw it into rotation. And where it wasn't getting a lot of traction, suddenly people are calling and requesting it. And MTV was the same deal. Like people would, we would sit down and watch blocks of videos and they would introduce, remember they would have that, uh, the thing that would come up to let you know it was a, a, a new video on MTV. And so we would like get that and we'd be like, oh shit, what are we about to hear? And you'd get the exclusive. Yeah. And it was great. It was awesome. And we just don't get that shit anymore. So this was one of those songs, man, that set. I mean, most people know who Duran Duran is at this point. And just to, to know that it started a lot of their success came in the U.S. anyway from MTV and this video, this song. Um, I'm actually controversial. We should do topics on this, too. I'm actually a. So me and my wife talk about this all the time. I'm a 90s Duran Duran fan more than I am an 80s Duran Duran fan. Uh, so when I said there were two songs, this is not one of them. I can't stand the song Rio. I hate Rio. <laughs> I find it to be obnoxious. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't know. So anyway. Uh, Kev is definitely putting some iconic songs on his list. The last song on his list is another one of those um, – 80 songs that I would bet most young people today know, even if they couldn't tell me who sings it, which I think is funny, but they could all sing the song. They all know the song, but whether they could tell me who sings the song or not remains to be seen. Um, but here you go. Wake me up before you go, go. All right, Kev, where was your high? <laughs> Can you hit that high? You want to hit Get that, that high? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. Uh, obviously, this is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Choose Life, guys. Um, we'll get into that, actually. We'll get into the Choose Life thing uh, because that was real famous because of this. Uh, Matt, what band sang this song, man? Uh, that would be Wham. Wham! 
with an exclamation point. Wham! That's why you gotta wham, say it like got that. It. You can't just say wham. It's gotta be wham! Because there's an exclam- exclamation point. Uh, Matt, can you name both members of, ba- of the band? <laughs> At one point I could. And when you put on the spot, I know that George Michael is the famous one. Uh, the other one is he was, uh, the other guy in Wham. I'm looking it up too. He, <laughs> I know it. And I thought it was George. I thought it was George and Michael were the two members. <laughs> George and Michael. <laughs> Like completely discount the other guy. Um, yeah, He's like <laughs> it's, remember me? I'm the guy from Wham. Andrew no. Rutledge, Rig, Rigley. It's Andrew something. Wrigley, Ridgley, Ridgley, Ridgley. Damn it! Hang on. I went to look it up and I to the internet. Like, I know it's Andrew, it's and then so I stopped because I was like, I think I can think it's of it. Members of Wham. Anyway, let's see. Oh I my God! Why George. is it not something that comes up? Andrew Ridgley. Yeah, I thought it was George. Yeah, it's sort of like trying to remember Michael. that American. There's a third member of Wham. Named Pepsi Demac. I don't think that's true. Allegedly, I thought it was. Or something, I thought I it was George and Michael. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's probably if it were true, I would love it. Uh, so this was their first UK and US number one hit. It was written and produced by George Michael. The single was certified platinum in the US, which at the time commemorated sales of over two million copies. The music video features. Uh, <laughs> George Michael and Andrew Ridgely, I had it in my notes, wearing oversized. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What's the other guy's name? I can't remember. It's only in my notes. Me neither. But maybe I can notes. read forward about a half um, a My sister was a huge. Google search it for Listen, my sister was a huge <laughs> Wham fan and George Michael fan. It was like one of her first music video or music videos, concerts was to go see George Michael on the Faith Tour. So I should have known, but I didn't. And I love this song. Uh, anyway, they the music video featured both of them wearing oversized T-shirts with the message "Choose Life," which was created by um, artist Catherine uh, Hamnet, um, and that started a huge craze for these oversized shirts, kind of like the Frankie Says Relax shirts. You know, uh, <laughs> this shirt was intended as an anti-drug, anti-suicide message, which is weird if you think about it. I always wondered, like, are they are they like pro-life? <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I guess they are the real pro-life, like. We're pro. Don't kill yourself and don't do yeah. drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Um, don't die if you. Can <laughs> yeah, we are pro. Guys. Don't die. <laughs> That's what we. Yeah. Should yeah, say. George Michael had a weird anti-abortion streak, <laughs> which would have been really <laughs> weird for George Michael. By the way, I'm okay with everything else. It's funny that he says he was anti-drugs. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not. Uh, but but what I'm not is 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 anti uh, men's restrooms. I'm 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 all for it. <laughs> I was gonna leave that out. But, well, yeah. I didn't. The song was ranked number 28 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s, according to uh, to George Michael. Um, this this song <laughs> he made, he wrote the poll. I'm sorry, you needed, right. you my needed, song is number one of you, all of them. <laughs> you needed a comma, and I didn't give it to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let me try. The song was ranked number 28 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s, comma, or period. Now, according to yeah. Michael. <laughs> was this George or Michael? Uh, the band, uh, well, actually, according to G- G- George Michaels, this song was, was recorded in one take. They did one take without any drop-ins or overdubs on the lyrics. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. It so. sounds like bullshit, but all right. It yeah. might be, but that's what he claimed. 
Well, you know, according to George Michael, it's also on the greatest songs of all time. So <laughs> yeah, he makes a lot of claims that he wants. That motherfucker just claiming See, stuff. George Michael was a bit of like, a we did it in one take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, did it? Didn't we? Yeah, we did. did it That's my George Michael impression. One take. Yeah. Did I punch Mike Tyson to the face because I could? <laughs> George Michael. <laughs> just random. Honest facts about George Michael. I think uh, I think I went ahead. George Michael, street fighting man. Yeah, did this. I think I think I did this song in one take because I'm fucking awesome. Anybody? Anybody want to go to the bathroom? (laughs) Matt, I'm good. Are you sure? Currently, yeah. Uh, And that's our picks. (laughs) That's our picks. Uh, we do have some fan picks, which I will uh, pull up now. But do you want before, right. as I do, do you want to tell the folks at home why you picked uh, Wham for your list, Casey? Well, uh, remember what I was telling you about those um, different songs that would play on my trip to actually pick up my brother. Well, me and my dad's pick to well, me and my dad's um, trip to pick up my brother from the airport. Well, this would have been one of those songs that would ironically be playing as our Hey Matt, up in the morning. Matt, you know what song should have been on Casey's uh, list? <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on, hold up. In defense of Kevin, there was like eight times it should have been dropped on you, but you're the one who control the button. Right no, now. no, 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 no. I tripped over like uh, first of all, I tripped over like one word at a time. He just tripped over three sentences there, like. In complete and total sentences there. I did, like, stumble over a word. If we did that every time I stumble over one word, oh, yeah. this would just be... We would be owe Billy Squire one. so much money. This would just be a Billy Squire podcast all the time. Is, yeah. Yeah. Billy Squire, come on the show. Come on. Let's do it. Uh, so we Official have... invite. It's manifested. We do have... Um, we do have some listener. First, we do have... Uh, our senior Spanky, Spanky did send in. He would put, uh, should I stay or should I go on his list? Senior Spank Batterell. And, of course, uh, Stewie D said he would put nothing but a good time by poison on his list. And then I'm here's what's... Kevin got that, by the way. Uh, here's what's funny. Um, senior El Spanko. Senior El Spanko? No, he's Senior Spank Batterell. Oh, Not I thought... I thought, I, thought dog, I was man. very excited for a second. I thought... Uh, I thought Connie had given us a, a song, but she didn't. But she did have something to say about it. <laughs> oh, okay. She said, "Oh no, she did." She said, "Geez, my stepdad back in those days used to always listen to Tear in My Beer and Tone Loke's Wild Thing." <laughs> yeah. She said, "I don't know the dates on either of those, but for she, the record, I don't think I ever met her stepdad." So that so is a very interesting cannot confirm, but. Yeah, tear, it's a very strange comment. Tear in my beer and wild thing yeah, would have been. On. Wild thing. <laughs> That's yeah. very weird. Wild thing. Uh, so Tammy Deaver, who actually um, is an author that follows us over on Twitter, she she's written a couple of books about the '80s. You guys should check it out. It's T A M I Deaver D E V E R. Um, she gave us a few. She said "Stone in Love" um, by Journey. More Than a Feeling by Boston, Flat Bottom Girls by Queen, Summer Nights by Van Halen, Hold On Loosely by 38 Special, uh, Renegade by Styx, and Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. So there you go. Damn. Some there's like a, half the list by herself. She, she right did. She, yeah. she did like more than we did. She put more work into it than we did. Uh, the the uh, 80sand90s.com, who's another uh, 
we follow them over on Twitter. You guys should go check them out over there as well. They did uh, Route 66 by Depeche Mode, Drive by the Cars. That's a good one. I should have thought thought of that one. Uh, They picked a different AHA song. They put Stay on the Roads by AHA. Miles Away by Winger. Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I Drove All Night by Cyndi Lauper. And Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by Billy Ocean. Get out of my dreams, get on the back baby. <laughs> I love that we both had to go there. Get in the back baby. Uh, and Mr. Skiznot himself said, Destination Unknown by Missing Persons, since I assume Jay will already have picked Road to Nowhere by the Pup Talking Heads for his list. And I did, Skiznot. You know me so well. Sir. Good call. So there were a few um, submitted tracks if you want to submit some tracks you can do that we will create a a listener playlist on top of our playlist on spotify matt creates those for all of our musical episodes so you can go over and find those uh you can submit those to us and we will add them to it you can do it through twitter you can do it through instagram or facebook those are all ways you can send us messages of what songs you would add you know what's really great to do with these playlists Listen to them on your next road trip. Yeah, absolutely. We actually mm-hmm. did that yeah. when Connie and I were headed up. That's for cool. Wedding. That's cool. So, yeah. listen to the uh, like I said, nineties road trip. As episode. always, as always, go listen to the artists that we talk about and recommend on these yeah, episodes. Absolutely. Um, but you can submit some of those stuff by writing us. We are your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com. So if you have some, and that's how you want to send them in, you can send them in that way. We will gladly uh, accept email submissions. Uh, that's it for our road trip songs. I, I let us know if you guys liked them or how you thought we did on this one. If there's, uh, if you agree, if you disagree, I think some of the listener submissions, I want to smack myself for missing. <laughs> I thought some of those were, I saw you nodding your head, Matt, like, damn it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And they I was were like, oh, that's really good. good so. Yeah. They involve being in a car. Huh. <laughs> they, they all involve, that was nothing by the cars for shit's sake. <laughs> we were, yeah. We were dropping <laughs> in their name. They, they really have a song called drive by a band called the cars. Like, <laughs> Gary Newman. Cars. I thought I did think what about that hell? song. I did think yeah. about that song. I'm not gonna lie. I did think about Gary Newman's cars. I always, when I was a kid, get mixed up. Like, wait, Randy Newman? Which would have been like, you're in my car. Happy You got a car in me. Short people. I hit them with my car. You've got a car. You've got a car in me. Horrible song. Well, yeah, but I don't think he's being sincere in that song. You know, he's not really oh, I hope not. bashing yeah. on I think he's talking about it. should be on the soundtrack for the film Tiptoes. <laughs> if you've never seen Tiptoes. Yeah, we've talked about it. You and I coming up on an episode it. of Twisted we've Kid. Talk, yeah, we've talked about it. There's going to be some great tip-toes. Twisted Kids coming up. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be some new content and stuff coming up on this show as well, and we definitely have some... Uh, uh, we have some great interviews lined up. Actually, we have two we're going to be knocking out next week. Now, they won't be released next week, but one of them probably will be. And then um, we have some more lined up, and we just got hold of some people. So hopefully there's going to be a really cool Twisted Kid coming up that I know Matt is extremely excited about if we can make that happen. Let's just say he has tattoos in reference to this person. Um, yep, Lisa Loeb. <laughs> you have a, I hope you have a least lobe tattoo. It just says stay no, on your no, ass. I, I should get one. It just says stay. Yeah. Your ass just, just says, across my stomach like Tupac. Yeah. Your ass just says stay. And when you meet her, you're like, check it out. Can I get you to sign this? She's like, no, I'm going to go. Say, but you're supposed to stay. Stay. Uh, 
Stay, Lisa. Stay, Lisa Loeb. You only refer to her by her full name. Stay, Lisa yeah. Loeb. Lisa um, Loeb and Nine Stories. Hey, Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. How are you doing, Lisa Loeb? Um, yeah. We. I listen. If somebody can get get can get me hooked up with Lisa Loeb, we will try to get her on this show. I've tried. Just yes, for please you, Matt. do. Or any of the yeah. members of Wilson Phillips. Just for yes. Matt. Just for I Matt. actually almost bought a Wilson Phillips CD yesterday at a thrift store <laughs> just because it was like, it was right there. Just because it was Wilson Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, the collection. I think that's it as far as uh, this stuff goes. Um, please keep following us. One of the things we want to we ask you guys to do, we really appreciate all our listeners and, and everything you do for us. Of course, we appreciate that you go over and check out bustedtees.com. We really do appreciate that. For those who've done that, that's awesome. We have swag on our website too. You can buy a cool, cool ass shirt. I was wearing mine. I was representing last night at the uh, at Humble Monk. So there you yeah. go. Uh, also, I, I want to ask kind of a favor of you guys. If you're listening to the show, obviously leave a review if you if you're if you're a fan of the show. But maybe share the show a little bit, like on social media. Just say, hey, check out this show. Yeah. That would really help us out a lot, and we'd really appreciate that. Um, because we want to we want to grow the show because the more listeners that we have the more things we can offer to you guys so that's huge uh before we go though we're going to do that last thing we like to do on the show we're going to give a few shout outs to some other shows if you guys don't know it uh our boy matt over there he's growing up and we let him do a sleepover and uh he went over and did a sleepover with the guys from not a bomb podcast and they raised a lot of ruckus over there when he did, yes, it, we did. Apparently, they talk yeah, about the movie Congo. Congo. Uh, Matt, Matt did a set in with the guys over at Not a Bomb, and they talked about the movie Congo. And apparently, um, yeah, he had to go over there and deliver some mixtape naughtiness. So, for the record, I did not start it, but I definitely continued. <laughs> but it. I finished it, motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I let him have they it. Brought the ruckus. And uh, listen, man, they talk about some pretty inappropriate stuff in the way that we do. So go over, and you definitely have to yeah. check out at least that episode. But go, go check out multiple episodes that Not a Bomb yeah. does. And uh, then uh, also their most recent episode was about Waterworld, which Waterworld. Uh, caused me to get the two disc director's cut Blu-ray of Waterworld. We also so. were supposed to be uh, on an episode of Behind the Funny uh, this week. But as we mentioned, there was some crazy stuff that went on with my father this week, and um, we're, we're going to have to reschedule with them. But I do highly recommend everybody go check out Behind the Funny. Um, they're a great show, great group of guys that just talk about uh, comedians. They interview comedians and talk about stand-up comedy and things like that. Um, so they're a great show. Please go check them out. Guys, you want a, a couple more shout-outs before we end this thing? Is there any, I mean, obviously, we yeah. uh, Scream Queens, Night Living Podcast. Uh, Horror Hound just happened. Always check out HorrorHoundWeekend.com because they've got another one that will be coming up in a few months. So we had Aaron on the show. We just did the uh, Street Trash episode with him. Um, you want to throw hey, a you guys. Hey, you guys. It's yeah. getting so many uh, awesome people that we talk to that yeah. I kind of forget names. Got a, got a new one. We got Ghoul's Night In. Going to see about getting those those two coming on the show. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Definitely have to do about that. Around to, spooky time. So. so. All right, um, I think that's it. We love you guys. Please keep coming back. Please give us those reviews, and because uh, I don't think I've left anything out, and if I have, it's out now. So until next we speak, guys. Remember to always stay stay awesome. Stay awesome. I'm, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs>